The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Baby, now I got the flow. Cause I know it from the start. Baby, when you broke my heart. That I had to come again. And show you that I win. Dying for you, Santa. It's a Cooper Cup can of whoop ass. Breaking down the Christmas Day slate, and we wish you a Merry Chrysler. All on a Hooters girls hosting, Olympic skipping. Let's see. Last show before Christmas. Oh, edition of the program, Jake. Who do you think you are? I am. That's right. We did it, Jake. We did it right. Got a good one today. Last show of the holiday season. Actually, it's not. We come back before New Year's, right? See you next year. (laughs) Well, I'll see you next week. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Banger show today. It's got all the trimmings. It's got all of the uh, Yuletide you know, feelings in your body. Thanks for being with us. Couple Tuesday night football games last night. Could the NFL pull off some kind of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday thing? Extravaganza? Uh, just having games every day for the entire season? Not every day, but almost every day, yeah. Except for Friday. Why Friday? Football? High school? I don't know. Except for Friday, Friday Saturday, great NFL night to me. No Saturdays then for. Oh, I love college. NFL on Saturday. That's the best. So every day, what what day is missing? Wednesday. Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. Middle of the week. Tuesday, we can go from a Tuesday to a Sunday. Or, uh, actually, we can like manipulate the buys to where if you have one of these Tuesday specials, you get off that week to the next week. That's not hard to do. No, it probably wouldn't be hard to do. It, it's definitely doable. But what is there any is is could the could there be too much NFL ever? For some people, yeah. Like who? For non football fans, name one. Uh, my brother, Jake's brother. Okay. Well, that's a fanny. Is he a sports sport? No, he he doesn't like sports. He's not a sport. No, he's not a hooper. His, he's a his favorite sport is basketball. Okay, but. He's not really into basketball either. Okay. That's okay. Um, I just thought it was pretty good. I was like, dang, what day is this? Tuesday? Yeah. I can get used to this. Uh, those Rams. Remember we told you how good the Rams were? Not just they're all right. Those. No, they're good. They're real good. They should have hammered the Seahawks. Really? I don't think so. The Seahawks are, you know, that's still a professional off. They won 12 games last year. 12. You know, not eight or nine. 12 is hard to do. So, I don't know. There's no quitting those Seahawks, I don't think. You know, do you? No. There's no quitting Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Maybe some of the other guys, but. What was the other game? Uh, The Eagles and the football team. That's right. Jalen Hurts is a good player. Three tutties, 296 yards. I would take a player like that. Instantly. 
Wow, that'd be. You know, where do you think the Eagles draft? What's their record? They're about. I believe they actually have two top fifteen picks. They have two first round picks. Yeah. Whose pick do they have? I believe it's the Dolphins, or they made a trade in this previous draft. Okay, look, look at it. I wonder if the Eagles will be in on uh, moving on from Jalen Hurts. I think they got one there. I think they got a good player there. Oh, so the Eagles have the Colts pick, so that's 23 right now, mm-hmm. and they also have the Dolphins pick at 11. Not their own, though? And they have a 12, so they have three first-round picks. Damn. Interesting. Does that mean they'll be in the market for a quarterback high-end? Could be. Could they be in on Russell Wilson? I think they could be, but it's an NFC team. I don't think the Seahawks want to deal with that. There's no connection between Aaron Rodgers and the Eagles, is there? I haven't heard any. But they have capital, and maybe the Packers or the Seahawks will forget about what Rodgers or Wilson wants. That's pretty, I mean, like, and go it's for just two. one year. It's three first-round picks, but it's just one year's worth of first-round picks. And you got Russell Wilson. You could draft a first-round pick next year. Your own. Interesting, right? Could be. Okay. Should we do our quarterback at some point rankings or ratings? Because we're getting a little, you know, congested with the Garoppolo's and the Derek Carr's along with the Teddies and the Kirk Cousins of the world. What's so funny over there? We got a text. It says, Danny. Yeah, hi. It's me, Bill. I've been meaning to talk to you about your show start time reports. Uh, you know we are starting the show at 9 a.m. these days. Did you get that memo from Dirty Mike and the Boys? <laughs> That's my bad. But I don't even think any uh, like anyone else in Denver Radio is doing their own show today. Not Smith and Merillat is what we're going up against. So I knew I could be late. Uh, well, Jake, it looks like I'm about to let the great radio over the air. That's on me. That's my bad. This is a good one. Who's this? Chuck Berry? Chuck Berry. Yeah. It's your cousin, Marvin Berry. This was like This was Satan's music back then They were like oh no 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 This is that rock and roll The the dads back in the 50s were like If this is rock I don't want to be be right (laughs) Danny Williams Jake Meyer Role play Christmas Wednesday edition of the program back on their side at Smiley Sports. Back in Role Play Wednesday edition of the program 303 831 1340. 
Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you guys. Lots to talk about. Uh, join the conversation. Last chance to get at us before Christmas. We'll be back next week, as usual. But we got a lot to talk about here. Um, those games last night I thought were pretty good games. Rams are a good team. I'm still a believer in the Rams. I think I'm ride or die with those guys. Um, Cooper Cup. This guy's unique, man. Uh, Eastern Washington University. He is uh, on pace to lead the league, Jake, in touchdowns, receptions, and receiving yards. That's like a triple crown kind of, you know? Yeah, that's that's hard to do. That's very remarkable. How did this happen? How special and unique is this guy? Is this a one, one-off? I think now that he has Matt Stafford instead of Jared Goff. Wow. Um, that makes all the difference. And he is very talented. And he is kind of uh, deceiving in his route running. Um, you know, he he makes his breaks on a dime. And, and once he's on his break, that's when he really turns on the burners and, and really gets separation from the defensive back. And, yeah, you know, he... He's he's just really good route runner and he's got sneaky good speed and he's got really good hands. Anything everything you would want in a receiver. It's just his size is he's not the biggest guy. So that maybe that helps him too. Does that matter? I mean for jump balls, yeah. But yeah, for any anything okay. else not really. Who's a comp on him? Because it's like hard to compare white guys to black guys, black guys to white guys. That's a problem people have doing. Is he got Tyreek Hill in him? He's not that no, fast. He's no, not that definitely fast. Definitely not. Is he got uh it's like a better version of uh, like a manual? I could see that. I definitely see some comparisons to a manual. I saw some manual in there, but manual's never the number one caliber of talent that Cooper Cup is. But also I guess half the reason I bring Cooper Cup is because like Alo, who I know is listening right now, thinks Jerry Judy's a poop player. Thinks he's garbage. That's a quote from garbage. yesterday. You know, so he's not trash. He just been but injured. Who? I mean, who's throwing him the ball? I mean, like I, you don't think if Matt Stafford's here throwing the ball at Jerry Judy's not doing? I'm not saying Cooper Cup things, but catching 80 balls for eight touchdowns and 1100 yards. Absolutely. Easy work, right? All work Easy is light work. work. All work is light work. I'd say. That's what I would say. 100%. If Stafford was here, all the targets, you know, that's just not Judy. It'd be Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. You know, Tim Patrick's having a great year. but This team is like brimming with, you know, ammunition. They just don't have anyone who knows how to hit a target like I don't know I, I just like I'm not so sure that I mean Tim Patrick still had a good year Cortland Sutton's numbers when you look at it you're like I eh, don't think considered not too bad even with like no what not one 40 yard game since Christmas if you don't since think Halloween <laughs> what did I say since Christmas, Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think that if you don't think that every other player in the offense becomes a different player 
when a real quarterback or a different quarterback is added, you're doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong. Cooper Cup is the best receiver in the NFL in, you know, having a historic season for the ages. What's the difference? It's purely Matt Stafford. Putting the ball in the right spot. It just makes you feel like, dang, what if let me get one of those guys for myself? What what's what will it look like? What are well, you know, what's the then the expectation level? The three and outs then turn into long drawn out drives and you know, oh, field goals dude. turn into touchdowns. Boom, 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 four plays in zone, attack mode. It's like I just you know, it, it's we know this. I'm not telling anybody anything that they don't already know. But damn, get me one of those, you know, whatever it takes. I don't want anyone hitting anybody up and say, oh, Kirk Cousins kind of like Matt Stafford. Wrong. Wrong. Matt Stafford's on a whole nother level than Kirk Cousins. I don't care what your numbers tell you or your divisional, but they've done the same thing. Been doing the same thing. Matt Stafford's special. It's what made him the number one overall pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Enough with that rock and roll and that Chuck Berry. Here's some soulful, wholesome music, kids. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Frank. Oh, what fun it is. It's good to hear from you, Frank. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Can you find some kind of Lou Rawls Christmas? I'll do it on the break. Because Frank always said that Lou Rawls had the silkiest chops in the game. Let me see what I can come up with on the other side. Danny Williams, Jake Meyer, 98.1 FM. Uh, Watch us at milehighsports.com on the Twitch. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. You can check out uh, what you missed on the radio on demand tab at Mile High Sports to get your podcasted versions of our previous works. Back on their side, it's Molly Sports. Playing song tonight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be. They don't make them like this anymore. The weekend doesn't do them like this. Have yourself. I love the rolls. Okay. It's 9.32 a.m. We're live from the tech center. We appreciate you guys being with us. If you're still doing your, you know, regular week, you know, work week routine, like I'd say most people are. Uh, all right, Jake. So. Let me ask you about the Broncos this weekend. Okay. All right. Are you thinking that they're going to win this game or you're thinking they're going to lose this game? I think you think they're going to lose this game. I think they're going to lose this game. Uh, Why? Why do you think that? For one, they 
have missed out on a huge opportunity to get a big playoff spot um, last week. And I think that's going to be deflating. Uh, That was a huge game. That could have been, you know, the biggest game. That was the biggest game of the season. You know, we say it every week, but, you know, that truly was. Well, how are the Raiders going to get up for the same thing? Well, I mean, they're coming off a victory uh, against the Off four straight losses, though. Right, right. So they're feeling... There is something to, like, what you did last is kind of how you're feeling and who and what you are. Right. We know that, right? Right, absolutely. And also, the Raiders, they're hoping to sweep the Broncos. They're saying, let's let's finish the Broncos. Let's make sure that they have zero hopes after this week, after they're done playing us. And I think that's how they're going to try to get up for this game is to ruin the hopes of the Broncos, and to also try to keep their hopes alive. We They beat us already. Why wouldn't we go and just get them? Well, that's the Broncos' thoughts. I, I just think, you know, let take, every th- take the next three weeks out of it, and let's just look at the Raiders this week. There, right? Right. In Vegas. Mm-hmm. So the Raiders are favored right now by uh, one and a half, and I think the, the Raiders I'd love to go game. to that game. That'd be nice. Yeah. Should have probably tried to do something like that. Okay. It's too close to Christmas. It is. It's the next day, right? Yeah, very next day. It'd be like a same-day flight type of thing, like that morning. Get there right before. Dang, really? Would you? What game's at? What is it, 11? It's at or? 2, I think. If it's at 2, then you, you, know, you take an early Sunday morning flight there. And you go straight to the game. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right after Christmas. It'd be a nice Christmas gift to give. Yeah. A trip to a game. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, so I, I'm just thinking that the Broncos are going to win this game. Where do you get this this from? Um, Where am I getting this from? Homer talk? No. Um... I think two divisional opponents like that will split games who are at that level of a caliber of a team, you know? But then in the same sense, it means the Chargers are probably going to go hammer the Broncos the next week in another game that if the Broncos win, they got a 38% chance of making the playoffs. They beat the Chargers. I'm just not ready to give up on the season yet, I don't think. I think, Jake, that we've went this far. We've come this far. Okay? And I'm not ready to just bury them just yet. Especially Raiders week. Because I'm a Raider hater. Official. And to be an official Raider hater, you have to go buy an unofficial Raider hater shirt somewhere off of Federal. You know? Yeah. I got like F the Raiders, something like that. You got to have one of those uh, bumper stickers or on your on your back window where it has the guy in the Bronco helmet taking a pee on the uh Oh yeah, like uh, Calvin and Hobbs? Yeah. And the Broncos are Calvin and the Raiders are Pete getting peed on? Yes. I've seen so many of those. Yeah. It's almost like they're rivals or something. It's a golden shower they call that. Call uh, on the streets. R. Kelly. 
Uh, okay. So I just, what I'm feeling. It's Wednesday. We don't have a show to do. Uh, you know, Friday will feel different, but today it's what it is. And then we got to pick this game here in the second hour with Natasha. And I think they're going to win. And I want you to be wrong. I'll be right. Do you want to be right? Do you want them to win? I want the Broncos to win. I you, want them to keep their season alive and to give me other things to talk about. Because I if they lose this game, it's going to be a lot more boring to talk about. I, I haven't gone there here in a while with this, but they're the 13th seed in the AFC at 7-7. Seven and seven. So if they win another couple games, they can like end up with like drafting 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 overall. But there's also a chance because of the three teams after them, the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Jets, that if they finish 13th, they could be drafting in the top 10. Maybe as high as, look at the NFC. Maybe as high as Seahawks, Giants, Lions, Panthers, Falcons, Bears. Uh, there's a lot of bad teams out there. Um, there's only three worst teams in the AFC. Okay. So the Broncos could win one out of these next two, or sorry, out of these next three, and finish eight and nine. Right. And they'll be drafting about 12th or 13th overall. You lose out, you'll be drafting about nine. So currently, ninth or tenth. Currently, that's what we're really looking at for anyone who's like acting like they know what it's about. For sure, this is what's what it is. That's what it do, baby. baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Broncos are currently picking thirteenth right now. So you're you're right on with that. <laughs> so Philly's right behind him at twelve and eleven. Okay, I'm just that's kind of. Again, how important is it to move to nine? You can't get closer than nine. You're not going to get closer than about nine. Nine. So you can move up to probably 15. You can lose out and get to nine. What's the difference between nine and 15? Well, this last year, it was Fields to Mac Jones. That was the gap. You could have had either one of those guys at 10, right? Or 15, because 9 was Sertan. Nine, yeah, 10. And 10 was Parsons. So oh, 11 and 15. Uh, Phils was 11? I think so. I think the Bears moved up after the Cowboys pick. But also, it's not about... Unless the goal is to get a quarterback, which we just, you know... Again, Mac Jones has proven himself to be the best of this class so far. And he's the fourth quarterback taken. It always works out. He was like just that. put in the best situation. Well, okay, but that's still the facts. Yeah. The fifth quarterback taken in J Lamar Jackson's year was Lamar Jackson. And we know Josh Allen was in there and Darnold was in there. And it was kind of like hit, miss, hit, miss, um, push with, ba with Baker. Just tells me that if there's a quarterback out there, you're not going to get the one, two, three, or four quarterback. I mean, one, two, three, fourth pick in the draft. Right. And those guys might not always hit either. They won't. That's essentially kind of the point. It's about the evaluation. 
And I'm a want to be right around 10 anyways. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I'll give you a guy for every spot there. Alan, um, let's see here. Mahomes is 10. No, no. Deshaun's 10. Mahomes is 11 or vice versa. Uh, let me give you a nine. Who's uh, Herbert? It was six, six, seven. Oh, okay. All right. Ooh. You got, um, let me see one he does. I like natural man. Find a Lural's natural man. I got you. 303-831-1340, the hotline that go fast, energy drink, text line. Join the conversation. I want to hear from you guys back on their side. It's Smiling Sports. You know, there was a time when if someone told you to do something, you did it. Bam, Bam right, right on. on. No, no questions, questions asked. asked. It, was it was yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. You, you never, never said, said no, no, you know? You know? <laughs> but you know, things are changing nowadays. It's, it's a, a new, new day, day, baby. Folks want to take their own lives into their hands and make their own choices. No longer do they want to go along with the program because everybody says right. Turn up, Jake. About to get it. You know what I mean? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. You see, because I don't want no gold watch for working 50 years from 9 to 5. Oh, all the bosses guzzling champagne and I'm delving beer in some dive. Cause I want to be happy and free Living and loving for me Damn, Lou Rawls Panty dropper Okay So I want to do something with you, Jake I want you, we're going to do a little, uh, not a game, research. It's a research project, okay? We're going to go through this Broncos team, the roster, the organization, and figure out what went right and what's going right and what went wrong, okay? So if I were to ask you, Jake, who and what this season is the most responsible for the Broncos' successes and success that they have had is what? Or is who? Interesting. Okay. I would say the mixture. Can I have, like, more than one answer? Oh, yeah, for sure. we're, We're trying to tear it out. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to, you know, here's the pros and here's the cons. This is... You know, this is the breakdown here. First things first, I got to say it's the uh, running game. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams have been stars for this team. Okay. And I would also say the secondary has been decent. You know, they started off pretty rough um, after, you know, the first three games. Then they started to get torched a little bit. But they've righted the ship, and I think the secondary has played Linebacking well. group or secondary? Who's been better? Secondary. For the entire season, I would say the secondary. Once Kenny Young and Baron Browning came into the picture, they started to pick things up for the linebacking court. Where does Teddy fall into this? I would say he's right behind the 
secondary. You know, it goes running game, secondary, then I'll give it to Teddy. Okay. I would go... I would go the run game as a whole, then Teddy, okay? Um, then the, damn, it's like, how do you, where do you start when you credit the defense? So Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio's defense, and Ed Donatel's, right? Right. So, because it's not the superstar group of players within the secondary, and it's not the interchangeable week-by-week proposition they've had at linebacker, and it's not Von Miller wrecking fools anymore. So, what is it? It's like a lot of Bs. A lot of Bs playing like B-pluses players. The Draymond Joneses and the Malik Reeds and the Kenny Youngs and the Baron Brownings and the help me give it some other guys and the Bryce uh, Callahan's of the there world. There we go. And the Sertans. Darby's. Ronald Darby, right? Simmons has been playing great as well. Yes, Simmons has been a star. Simmons back to being the star form. But he was he, getting beat up there for a while. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about failures. Okay. Who's the most responsible for the Broncos' failures this season? Most responsible. Pat Shermer. How Shermer over Fangio? Shermer with the offensive play calling. Is it Fangio the head coach, though? Like he the is ultimate? the head coach. He has the final say, but I'm I'm 100% sure Fangio has uh, delegated a lot, pretty much most of the offense to Pat Shermer, and he's just decided that I'm a defensive guy, I'm a defensive head coach, and sure, I'll have the final say on some certain things, whether we go for it on fourth down or not, but he's calling the plays. Anyone above, like, George Payton who could have came in and added, changed, you made a change there before the season? No, I don't think so. I actually think I was on to something yesterday. Um, when I said that George Payton came in and wasn't acting in haste and wasn't trying to just blow it up and find a head coach. And maybe he's been looking for the next head coach this entire last year that he's been on the job, you know, and you know, what offensive co- corner could you have got at the moment when he took the job? Not a proper, not as good a one as after a proper search after you've done the job and know exactly kind of what you're looking for within the framework of your new position as general manager to go along with the pieces you've been, the cards you've been dealt as well as the vision that you have for the team. If that makes sense. Right. So, well, I can't really knock George Payton for, I'm not either because a lot of people will go straight to the top. Well, it's uh, when, uh George Payton who's running the team. Who's, you know, who's, who's picking the players. But also, that's why I think, and I don't want anyone to be acting and worried that they're not going to move on from Pat Shermer and George Payton. Um, I'm sorry, and Vic Fangio, George Payton will totally, totally be, I mean, the day after the season ends, Black Monday, they'll fire 
the Broncos coaching staff. They will interview Mike Munchak for the head coaching position as well as five or six other guys. We've done this before, guys, a bunch of times over and over again now. Feels like we're doing this every couple years. Vic got an extra year. This wasn't a wasted year because you're laying the groundwork down for future successes. There, It's not a wasted year because there wasn't a quarterback out there who was attainable to have made more out of the, what the Broncos currently have than the 7-7 seven and seven record. There might have been someone out there who could have got him another win or two other than Shermer. But again, that's small pitcher thinking. That's just moving on from Shermer and Fangio for the sake of moving on because George Payton's a first-year general manager. And again, like almost part of the job of being a general manager and like not not just the job and the criteria, but kind of part of the fun is picking your own head coach, picking your drafting your own quarterback, trading for your own quarterback, and it becoming you know yours. So George Port, George Payton signed a six year deal, okay, and here at the end of the season, one year on the job, not too shabby, I would say. There's been some misses, but I like the I like the push he made on Matt Stafford. I like what I heard about Aaron Rodgers. I believe that there was something there on Aaron Rodgers. And they were in on Deshaun Watson before he started trying to get everyone in town to touch his wiener. You know? That's will we have settled for any one of those three guys? Yes. yes. And now we added Russell Wilson to the mix. So Stafford off the table, I guess. And Deshaun Watson, I'm not sure what his football future looks like. but I think George Payton did everything he could. He brought in Teddy Bridgewater. He had a great draft. There's he not really a, too much else he He had a done. really good draft. You know, he brought back uh, Kareem Jackson at less money, a lot less money than he wanted. Remember that? He, um, he extended Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. That's to be determined. I thought you could live without one or the other. I'd assign Tim Patrick and let Cortland Sutton walk and got some kind of compensatory third-round pick for him after he signs with the Dolphins or the Jets. or I don't know. I don't care about the Jets. I want to kiss you. Okay. Let's go to break 303-831-1340, the hotline, the go fast energy dream text line. Join the conversation. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, we're not done yet with this list, Jake. I want to really go through it here and figure out like what else went wrong because we haven't really bagged any players yet. And um, even a guy who's not here anymore and Von Miller, I put on the list of ineffectiveness. And one of the reasons for uh, the Broncos not being um, an eight or nine win team right now. And let's, 500 team 98.1 FM if you're about town milehighsports.com if you want to watch us on the live stream on the twitch lots of ways to get involved with the show one hour left worth of show for uh, the rest of the uh, week for us and then we'll be back on Monday and we'll do like a you know all the year in review all the um, resolutions 
all that kind of stuff. Danny Williams and Jake Meyer, role play Wednesday edition of the program. Back on the other side, it's Molly Sports. Oh.